welcome to the Paranormal Tourists. Currently in lurgy lockdown mode again, so today instead of starting with hello my name is Tom and all the usual blurb, it's just me again. Or as Tom puts it, paranormal expert Ross Andrews. So, we are now into our second Covid virus special, and we're going to try and cover as much of the country as possible over the coming weeks. Let's face it, this could last months, and believe me, it's 6 to 12 months or whatever people are saying, uh, and on the news today. So, we could be in for this for a while. So, that we can all go for our lovely healthy walks in the country, uh, quite literally looking for dead people. Now, before you think I'm being completely morbid and pessimistic, thinking the countryside will be littered with corpses, obviously... I am talking about the weird and wonderful world of the paranormal. Or, as Peter Eldin, all hail the mighty Peter Eldin, would say using the title of his biblical tome, Amazing Spooks and Mysteries. However, for tradition's sake, we must say hello to Danny. Say hello, Danny. And in your best Danny impressions, this is your cue to collectively say hello, Danny. Pause. And on we go. So, today which, for the record, is the 20th of March 2020, we are heading to Hereford and Worcestershire, and also to Cumbria. Well, personally I'm not, but I'm in my front room, but the show is, and what I'm going to try and do this week is give us slightly more venues than normal, as there's no point us all being in some form of isolation if I send the millions of listeners that we have all to one spot for an epic lurgy party. So, when spook spotting, please remember to keep at least three metres from anybody out there and don't touch anything. If you have the slightest possibility of any symptoms, don't even go outdoors. Paint a large red cross on your door and pay someone to stand outside shouting with a bell, unclean, unclean, at the top of their voice. And I mean that seriously. Well, maybe not the bell ringing or the painting red crosses in case the locals turn to vigilante insanity and drag you out the door whilst wearing plague doctor masks shouting burn the witch. Let's face it, people need a hobby and toilet roll hunting can only go on for so long. Now, as of today, the 20th of March, our glorious leader has still not forced us indoors and we are still carrying on with the herd immunity insanity, which, by the way, is not actually a thing. It's just another way of saying let's kill off thousands of people so this means we can still go for walks and spook spot in public places. And we have some lovely ones today in beautiful surroundings. Currently, I sit here at the computer knowing by the time I've recorded this... The beautiful sunshine will have disappeared and my most important piece of ghost hunting equipment will be an umbrella. Hoping that by tomorrow you may have heard this and it's a beautiful day. However, don't forget that most ghost hunters like hunting at night time and some of these venues will be perfect for that. But it is wet out there, which means mud. So don't go walking up and down steep hillsides in the mud at night on your own. I can't believe that we have to put these stupid health and safety warnings like this out on a podcast, as surely people are not that stupid. However, if you are listening to this in the future, then this is what was known as the Great Toilet Roll Wars. Believe me, there is no accounting for how stupid the Great British public can be. Obviously not you and all our fantastic intelligent geniuses that are our listeners, but everybody else. So... We have got a lot to cram into these episodes, so instead of all the usual silliness, let's get on with it. Let's start with Hereford and Worcestershire. Yes, American listeners, that is how you pronounce Worcestershire, so I better spell it in case you're trying to do any research. W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R-S-H-I-R-E, not Worcestershire. Think yourself lucky we're not heading to Tewkesbury 
or off to Wales to Llanfair, Pwyngyn, Gael, Gogerich, Chwyn, Drob, Willetran, Nearly got through it. Uh, though, if there are any ghosts there, please tell us, as an entire episode could be made just by Tom trying to pronounce that. So, Google Maps at the ready, and let's look at Avonbury, or Avonbury Church. And please make sure you type this correctly. I don't want you heading off to Avebury, which is an amazing place, and we will feature that in a future episode. Serious, folks, Avebury is awesome. Avonbury, I can't even pronounce it myself, Avonbury, A-V-E-N-B-U-R-Y, residents, may be slightly confused if you stand three metres away shouting, where are the standing stones? Now, what we have here is a lovely haunting, because all the music festivals are cancelled in the UK this year, so how can we get that standing in a soggy field listening to music sensation? We come to this churchyard, as the haunting here is an auditory one. The legend is that church organ music has been heard, and as you approach the church, the music will stop. Bizarrely, this makes it very difficult to investigate at the moment, as strange people walking towards a church might make whoever is practising the organ rather nervous, and the first thing they will do is stop playing and wonder what is going on as they see you approaching from <laughs> through the window. This gets even weirder when the soggy ghost hunters start walking away again and stop as soon as the rehearsing organist starts playing. This weird version of musical yo-yoing could go on for hours, but please, if you do investigate this phantom happening, then please record it for us and send in your results, as technically we can broadcast them, so long as the ghost playing the organ died over 75 years ago, otherwise we owe them copyright payments. Now, unfortunately, I do have to talk about places that I have not been to this time, and this is one of them. It is Budley, Seven Valley Railway, Northwood Lane. So, let's get the spelling right for anyone on Google right now. B-E-W-D-L-E-Y. And, if you're not from the UK, you might not know that Seven Valley is actually named after the river Severn, not the number seven, so it's spelled S-E-V-E-R-N. These outdoor phantoms are particularly good at auditory phenomena, and here we have a phantom train. Now, I'd love to get really excited about this, thinking there's a huge ghost to see, and if that turns up, at least one of our cameras are likely to be pointing at it, or something as it zooms past. However, it is invisible. Of course it is. You only get the sound. Uh, there is, however, a massive issue with fake videos when it's sound only but there is actually a visual that goes with this one, as apparently you can see a trail of hazy steam. I love the geeky, nerdy attitude towards train spotters, and we ghost hunters get the same treatment from others. So one question is, does the double geekdom cancel each other out by making it a cool hobby, trying to spot phantom trains, or does it multiply the one by the other, making you lord of the geeks? I've no idea. Next... We have another church haunting, Brett Forton Church. So here we go again, B-R-E-T-F-O-R-T-O-N. And as we've said before, please be respectful when in graveyards, don't go trampling over graves or setting up cameras and ghost spotting equipment. And it is generally considered bad form to turn up in a big van with pictures of ghosts and skulls all over it as a group of grieving mourners turns up for a funeral. Now, having said all that... That makes this spook very difficult to spot, because it is a phantom funeral procession. Now, if there really is a funeral going on, all is not lost, as you can search for another ghost that's in the fields either side of the church. What you are now searching for is a headless woman. And I can't help thinking that my advice about being respectful to a funeral might possibly be completely pointless if the whole morning congregation is staring at a headless woman. At which point you have my permission to start taking as many pictures as humanly possible. More next. 
Broadway Middle Hill Wood. I am pretty sure you do not need me to spell Broadway for you. As weird as our UK spellings are, I'm sure you'll get this one right. I mean, obviously you're spelling it with the double Q and the silent K at the end. Another excellent auditory phenomena, and one that can be investigated in the evening as the traditional ghost story is all about church bells ringing. Now, if you're heading round places like Broadway, you'll see beautiful Cotswold villages and towns and think, how does anyone know that these are not real church bells? Well, I'm assuming the fact that they happen at night is one giveaway, as most of the sightings that make that would make no sense. The hearing sightings? The hearings? I'm not sure what word we should use here. Are reported after bells would be ringing. So this was also proved in World War II as the ringing of church bells was banned at the time and yet it still went on. Yet again, more next. Sorry. (laughs) Staying in the Broadway area and yet another chance to do a shameless plug because if you go on Amazon right now you can order your copy of Paranormal Gloucestershire by paranormal expert Ross Andrews to get more stories from this area because it has swapped borders with Gloucestershire, Worcestershire, Herefordshire and so on. But here is a freebie for you. Take the road from Broadway to Eversham and you may see as you leave Broadway in the fields surrounding the roads you may see Rolf, a popular village idiot. Now for foreign listeners you may not have a similar thing uh, but the village idiot was a common thing in the UK especially in parts of England and probably came from interbreeding within a village or just any form of mental illness. Well one day Rolf accidentally got himself killed by a landlord who mistook him for a poacher and he is apparently spotted in the fields just outside Broadway looking very thin and bony or at the moment probably looking for toilet roll and hand gel. So yes you know we have been accused of being southern centric and there is a reason for that. Tom and Danny are currently living on the south coast and I am currently in Gloucestershire. So we tend to talk about places that we have visited or investigated. So now we venture forth unto foreign lands, into the unknown, into the void and the darkness that is Cumbria. Yeah, yeah, I've been to this area before and it's lovely with lots of places to go for lovely long corona-free walks. So let's rattle through several of these that unfortunately I have yet to investigate myself. So now yet again, even more next again, I'm running out of things to say here, uh, Aeroforce. And that is not a slightly racist way of pretending to be Italian and working for the RAF. Aeroforce is actually a waterway near Oldswater in the Lake District. There is a nearby car park and it's looked after by the National Trust. It's a beautiful part of the world and at the moment I think English Heritage and National Trust are opening up all their properties uh, that they can uh, to be completely free. So you can go along to these without being a member uh, during during this pandemic. But be aware, if you're going to properties, a lot of the properties are going to be closed, but the gardens and things like that will actually open up for free. Anyway, it's a beautiful part of the world, and if you look at their website, you'll be able to see the accessibility and directions. But let's get to the spooky bits. We have a spook with a name in this one, so anyone planning on Ouija boards, whilst uh, whilst you're listening to this, um, just fast forward a minute or two, as there will be spoilers. So... Still waiting, as you are currently scrambling around trying to find the pause button on your phone or your tablet right now, are you? 
I can see the tension. I can see the tension. I can hear the tension. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Quick, find the pause. Six, five, four, three. Nah, whatever. Anyway, here we go. The name is Hildehalde Higahugahaga. Obviously, it isn't. I was just wondering if any Ouija board could come up with that. No, it's a lot more simple than that. It is Emma. She was apparently a young maiden said to have drowned in the waters. She was hanging around waiting for her true love to return from his nightly duties. And I don't mean he was shelf stacking at the local supermarket overnight. I mean nightly duties, as in with a K, such as looking for holy grails and fighting dragons. Now, Emma apparently waited every day by the falls, and one day she fell asleep there, at which point the love of her life returned, and he woke her up the shock of which apparently startled her and she fell backwards into the water and was drowned. Or at least that must be the story given to us by the aforementioned knight. Well, apparently her white misty spectral figure is seen haunting this area. Hopefully we've now got our non-spoiler people back and nice you could join us after the story about Lisa and her sat... Ah, sorry, I've given the name... Oh, no. No, don't panic, it was not a name. It was actually... uh, No, no, stop it. (laughs) now another pun as we say where is the next spook well you need go ask him i just did i hear you shout Uh, nope nope none of you are shouting it there is a town called ask ham so get onto google now and type a s k h a m if you manage to get to this one we have yet another phantom coach We've mentioned a lot of these over the years, and I would love, I truly would love to see some photographic evidence of one of these, yet I think it's more likely to be some form of collective hallucination. So a group of people all see the same thing, yet it will not actually appear on camera. But I would love to be proved wrong. I would love to see a picture or a video if anyone has one. So this one is in the area around St. Peter's Church, and it is apparently a coach seen driven by the ghost of Lord Lonsdale. And I'm assuming this is the Lord Lonsdale of boxing fame, which means we are only looking at a ghost in a relatively modern coach and horse. And yes, I know if you're American, you don't understand relatively recent, because relatively recent in the UK can mean hundreds of years ago and not just last month. Welcome to the UK, the place where the history was made. So now, yet again, even more, next again, one more time. I'm not sure how many of these links I can do. And this is a place I desperately want to get to, as it sounds like the Twilight Zone. The Beckhamet Nursery Woods. So here we go, here comes the spelling. B-E-C-K-E-R-M-E-T. Now, these are stories concerning cryptozoology and cryptids, which is... Well, if you've got no idea about that, then obviously you are not doing enough research in Peter Eldin's Amazing Spooks and Mysteries. Tom's only book. No, cryptozoology is the scientific, and I use that phrase loosely, the scientific study of animals that are out of place, out of time, or just not classified yet. So, that's Yetis, Loch Ness Monster, Ogo Pogo, yeah, that's a thing, and other weirdness. A relatively recent event, and Americans, this time, you are correct. It was this century. In fact, we have a date for this, uh, 25th of January 1998. I know that is not this century, but the most recent I could find was 1st of October 2005. And we have sightings of a yeti-like creature. One of the stories says, 
<laughs> yep, the Yeti creature in the UK. A man walking his dog reported seeing a man-like creature just over two metres tall and covered in ginger hair, and it was drinking from a pond in the woods. So beware of giant ginger yetis if you're heading out for a long corona-free walk. Knowing our luck, the UK will be the first people to find a yeti and then immediately kill it with coronavirus. But stay in the woods, as there is a black shuck or large scary-looking dog that has been seen. If you've listened to us or seen us live, then you'll know we've talked about the theory that these scary black dog sightings are actually alien black cats. And no, not cats owned by little green men, but cats that should not be there, like pumas, tigers, lions, etc., etc., sighted in countries that do not normally have that kind of animal living there. Now, if the ginger yeti and the panthers have not killed you, then beware of the dinosaurs. There have been sightings of what people claim is a pterosaur. Yes, I know that pterosaurs are not really dinosaurs, but to all the pedantic dinosaur fanatics, I say that I genuinely would not care for an argument about classification if a large dinosaur started flying towards me looking hungry. So that's been sighted flying about the woodlands. So if there are two of you, one person make sure you're looking up, whilst the other's taking pictures of yetis with a big pet cat. So, now yet again, even more next again, one more time for another time. That's it, I'm not going to do any more of those links. We have another story about hairy men in a tiny town called Dent. So obviously, please put in Dent and Cumbria when searching, as you're going to have a very long trek through the multitude of Google searches otherwise. But if we wish to be harassed by big hairy men in animal skins whilst on horseback, then you may see dozens of phantom wild-looking figures who are reportedly ghosts of Viking raiders. There you go. I'm trying to get as many places I can out there, a whole ton of them for you to investigate. And I'm pretty sure that's the weirdest collection we've ever done. So we've got dinosaurs, we've got Vikings, we've got alien big cats, we have got uh, ginger yetis, we've got uh, phantom horses, uh, oh no, phantom coaches, that's the one. We've got, we've got people falling into... Uh, waterfalls, I think that's the one, yes. We've got churches, graveyards, headless people. We've got skinny, zombie-looking village idiots. So, quite a lot to be going on with. Now, we live in scary times, yet we ghost hunters are used to being terrified, so no problem there. Now, the information we have at the moment, and remember, this is the 20th of March, 2020, uh, the information is to avoid all contact with people and please keep to that information it could literally save your life as well as everyone else that you come into contact with and all the people that they in turn come into contact with themselves so when out and about keep at least three meters away from each other be friendly smile wave just all that kind of stuff just do it from a distance also do not touch anything you will be amazed how many times you'll touch like a bench or a gate or something like that without realizing If you have to open a gate, use your feet if possible. I obviously mean your shoes. Don't try and do some amazing toe skills balanced on one leg in a muddy field. But if you have to use your hands, disinfect them immediately. Take hand gel if you can find any, but be safe. I do not wish to spend the next few months trying to find more and more listeners as we keep killing ours off with corona. So, as I said, the date today is the 20th of March. Uh, We can, at the moment, in the UK, currently go for walks... Remember, all of that may change, but until then, stay safe, 
stay sane and spot some spooks. Oh, and I was going to go on for even longer, but I've just seen the band Frankenstein's Lobster walk in and set up at least three metres away from each other, and it looks like, oh yes, there they are. They've very cleverly managed to play so quietly, like it sounds they're fading in, as though almost like it was a pre-recorded tune. And that's my cue to say goodbye.